0: Get. <laughs> <laughs> hello hello good How's afternoon everyone. good afternoon it's not <laughs> nighttime yet we're doing a special edition of this is the part i don't get i'm jay
1: and I am Bay. And this is episode 69. It
0: is, yes. Yeah. yeah. Let's your sexual innuendo <laughs> jokes begin.
1: I know, right. I could yeah. I I, I you can't I can't help but, you know, like when you say that. Just, you know, think about it. But yeah, so I made it all the way to work and noticed I had a giant hole in my pants.
0: Oh fun. Um, oh, I had a hole in my pants the other day too. In the oh no oh,
1: okay. mine are not new but uh I was like that's
0: great there's some so little. did you have to walk like with your legs really <laughs> tight
1: I just had to be conscious you had to do like the
0: catwalk walk the situation
1: that was going on you know make sure I didn't uh let anyone else know how ragged my
0: pants were truly. <laughs> um, well, I, I went to the eye doctor the other day you know for the red eye and got the same uh, prescribed the same glasses that you wore at one point oh the, you know, UV, the yeah, blue light ones the blue light ones yeah
1: oh okay well I got like cheap ones off of like Amazon yeah so I probably should nice have
0: ones. done that um, because they at first they're like oh your insurance will cover like a certain amount and then they called me today and the woman's like Oh yeah. Um, I, 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 couldn't really understand what she was saying, but she's like, yeah, actually it's going to be like $140. Oh, like, nice. But I already paid like almost that amount initially. And I was like, so what is insurance covering? And she's like, oh, <laughs> nothing. <laughs>
1: Did she seriously laugh? You on the <laughs> I, I don't think
0: she, I think she was just laughing like at this, like how ridiculous it was that insurance was like, oh, it, oh, it, to me, okay. it didn't feel like she was I think she's kind me of me. laughing with me, not at me. Hopefully, but it okay. was kind of fun. She's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: Like, <laughs> Thanks for your brutal honesty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: because I was like, I'm doing the math in my head. I'm like, um. <laughs> so I don't know. I and like I hate like talking on the phone. So I'm always like, especially with like strangers like that. So it's just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, okay, um, okay, that's fine. Bye. And then afterwards, I was like, wait, <laughs> I should have asked, like, if there was, like, cheaper version. Yeah. Because I was kind of felt rushed because she was kind of standing there watching me, like, and I think I was, I was, like, probably, I was at noon, so they were probably, like, ready to go on lunch. And so I was like, I just had uh... to take the pair. Because it's literally, like, you just pick out regular glasses, and then they put the frames in. so I was like, I've oh. never done this before. <laughs> That's
1: cool. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I really just got the cheap ones on amazon because you know like some people say that it makes a difference some people say that it doesn't and i was like you know i'm not going to spend a ton of money if it's not going to matter that is yeah um important. i felt pretty cool wearing them i liked them and if it helped then that's great it did yeah, it, and i purposely think got it like, the lightest ones because you know, like it hurts your ears. I don't know how people oh. who wear glasses, like they wear them all day. Cause like, I didn't even mean,
0: think about that. And then heavy if you're, and if you're your wearing ears. a mask, like it yeah. bugs those up, but I don't know.
1: Well, I, I just got like the lightest possible one that I could find that looked cute.
0: Yeah. I wanted to find ones that like, didn't have like much frame. So it wasn't like super obvious. Like, I wanted it to look like I wasn't wearing glasses. Really? (laughs) You don't want to (laughs) be,
1: you you know, everyone's going to be like, librarian
0: style. Oh, I didn't know you had glasses. You know, you have to have that conversation like 20 times at work. (laughs) Like, it's probably fun the first time or two. And then you're like, oh, God. Yes,
1: I do. I get such a kick out of telling people that I'm wearing glasses. Uh, It's very fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I, I hear you. I had a very similar situation with my with my inserts for my shoes. You know, like it's a very. Oh, mine.
0: Mine are coming on Monday, <laughs> but we'll we'll see. Or I'm getting them Monday. So what happened with yours? Never. I don't wear them.
1: So you know, oh. total waste of time because I got to wear sneakers and I want to, you know, look be dressy at work. So what I what shoes do you
0: so wear at work? Because they can get ones that go in the dressy shoes. I know,
1: but they were already like hundreds of dollars. So I wasn't gonna
0: even with insurance.
1: No, with insurance, they were like 90 bucks. But
0: yeah,
1: anyway, super interesting conversation that we're having. I know
0: you know, you're getting (laughs) like you're talking about glasses. And why don't we
1: just start talking about the weather and like really bring it home? The humidity. Oh, well hopefully yeah. our topics are more entertaining than insurance wobbles but no <laughs> i feel you i feel you yeah
0: um who goes first damn it i was really you you wouldn't you knew every time uh, uh, uh I, so, don't, I don't i don't mind going first
1: mine is not a sad one it's not a gross one okay it's lighthearted. so okay You got a heavy
0: hitter or you got, um, it's not super heavy. It's not exactly happy though.
1: Well, let's let you,
0: you go first. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So you never know, you never know. (laughs) So I got my topic idea from another, again, that show that I watched nine one one. Um, I think I got another topic from there because they just really try to go all out there with their episodes to the point where it Mm -hmm. just gets a little ridiculous um so it's a scripted series about um you know nine one one calls and kind of going from the call to the the first responders and and as well as their drama in between oh, okay but they had an episode where um these uh convicts escaped from the prison and we find out later and of course they hijacked the ambulance and <laughs> <laughs> And then they're they're Naturally. like, and then they drive to the hospital, and they're like, "Why are you coming here?" And we find out that the uh, one of the convicts' son is in the hospital waiting for a heart transplant, and his plan is to kill himself so that his son can have his heart. Um, so it's just
1: like John Q., but a little more sort of that. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I think they even reference that in the um, in, in the, the show, but they they make a a comment of in the show of well. You know any like prisoners or felons like can't donate and then i was oh, really? immediately like what <laughs> so that's basically my topic uh organ donation and you know what people in prison are allowed to do in regards to that um oh, so my sources are always as usual wikipedia but very little Wikipedia this time. Uh, Woohoo. Yeah, some uh, health resources and services administration uh, article, um, uh, information from organdonor.gov, mayoclinic.org. Um, and I, I don't know how to say this word beat. It's A-N-N-A-L-S.
1: A-N-N-A-L-S. <laughs> the A-N-N-A-L-S. A-N-A-L-S. That sounds
0: right. <laughs> I to like, like the, the anals. <laughs> the annals, visualize it. The Annals of Thoracic Surgery Prisoners on Death Row Should Be Accepted as Organ Owners by shu Esselin, Lauren Rich, and Robert Sade. And then an article from Priggin. Priggin. Pr- <laughs> <laughs> Prison Legal News. You can do this, Jay. Get through I thought this. you were going to say friggin. Friggin. <laughs> Friggin' news <laughs> friggin' news man <laughs> so organ oh, that's news. a lot of sources i know i really i'm like God. it's really not that much information either i think it's just like i just took little bits from each thing oh okay um so organ donation for those of you who are not aware uh basically is when one person allows um an organ of their own to be removed and transplanted into another person legally um, with their yes. consent. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, the person giving the organ is the donor and the person receiving it is usually known as the recipient. Um, so my, mine's going to focus mostly on the U.S., but uh, currently there are one thousand, I'm sorry, one hundred 6,751 people on the national transplant waiting list in the U.S. Wow! Um, Unfortunately, 17 people die each day waiting for a transplant.
1: I'll believe it.
0: Yeah. One donor can save eight lives and enhance over 75 more. So that's really, I mean, just from one person, like, sorry, that's my dog. Um, (laughs) They hide America's favorite canine, um, uh, 39,000, uh, transplants are performed, were performed in the year 2020. I wonder, I don't know if that's less or more than usual given COVID and everything, but, oh yeah. Um, every nine minutes, another person is added to the transplant waiting wow. list. Okay. Yeah. The biggest need is for kidneys. Uh, there's okay. 91,099 needed versus 2,218 received. I'm sorry, 2,208. Nope. (laughs) 22,000. I need to put uh, commas in these things. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, 22,817 received. Uh, So there's quite a discrepancy there. Um, And also like, you know, with dialysis, it can keep people alive longer, but it also can be very pricey. Um, The highest wait list is in the age range from 50 to 64. Um, The most common transplants include kidneys, heart, liver, pancreas, intestines, lungs, bone, bone marrow, skin, and corneas. Um, As of 2020, 169 million people in the U.S. have registered as donors. Um, And on the ogan on the organ donor on website, that
1: donor,
0: donor, um, <laughs> they talked about the importance of diversity in the donors. Um, you do not need to be the same ethnicity as your donor, okay. but there are certain mm-hmm. immune system markers that are more likely to match someone from a similar ethnic background, such as blood types are more common in certain minorities, and um, matching blood type is usually required. So that's why it's, you know, I think there's trying, there's definitely a campaign towards, you know. Getting more and more people to donate, um, mm-hmm. and I read that they're really trying to use social media now, since that's pretty much you know used by most people, especially. Yeah, in um, so there are obviously some um, regulations that have been put in place for organ one would hope donation. <laughs> 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 so, you know, um, bathroom, bathtubs filled with yeah, ice. yeah. This okay. isn't um. What is it, Repo Man or whatever? That is. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so the United Network for Organ Sharing, UNOS or UNOS, is a nonprofit organization that manages organ transplant in the U.S. through a federal contract with the government. Um, so they're basically kind of the the head honchos with um, overseeing organ transplants. Um, the National transport. The National Transplant Act of 1984 uh, basically says that you cannot give organs in exchange for any sort of benefits, including monetary or, um, you know, anything really that any sort of benefit, because that uh, puts certain people, you know, those in poverty and certain yeah, groups in uh, kind of basically exploits them. Um, oh yeah. And then the Uniform Anatomical Gift Act. Uh, says that basically all that is required to be a donor is a document indicating that you are a donor, such as a donor card or a license. So there really are no specific um, rules or regulations saying that, uh, you know, if you're incarcerated, you cannot be a donor. Um, Basically, it's like kind of goes state by state, but... um, Yeah, I would
1: imagine.
0: Yeah, but kind of what I read was that it's basically the jails are not equipped to perform any sort of surgery like that and I guess by the time the person dies in jail versus in a hospital uh, the organs kind of are no longer um, usable viable yeah, viable, yeah. Um, there was also a lot of talk about death row inmates being allowed to
1: mm, yeah.
0: donate which I think would be a really good idea I mean that is so them.
1: weird to think though like imagine yeah. I mean, obviously if it was a life-saving procedure yeah you really needed especially if it was you know yourself or your child or whatever but if you could imagine like getting like the kidney of like a person who had like murdered somebody yeah. else oh, like, like the that's.
0: Can you imagine, like, like, oh, yeah, I have a heart of a serial killer right now. <laughs> There's
1: so many, like, movies where, like, they have some sort of psychic connection. Yes. And it's because they've <laughs> they've gotten some sort of organ from somebody else. And, and yeah. I did
0: look into that as, like, a potential, like, offshoot of my topic. But um, so there are, like, a lot of anecdotal reports about, like, oh, I... This one guy was like, I didn't like avocados. And then I got a transplant from this person who was murdered and I started loving avocados and I found out she loved avocados. So, oh my gosh. Oh my um, gosh, we love avocados. <laughs> <laughs> um, this so is the biggest takeaway. Yeah. <laughs> so um, well, I'm glad you're yeah, so avocados. It, yeah, right. I mean, God only knows what, I mean, don't our taste buds change every seven years or something? Yeah, too? I thought so but, um, they, they call that like cellular memory, but when I read more into it, it's like pseudoscience. So there's really no evidence backing that, but if there was, that would have been a great topic. (laughs) Um,
1: so that, that was answered pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) basically
0: there's no scientific evidence. It's just kind of, you know, people's own personal stories of it. Yeah. Um, so let's see so there was an article written in the new york times um, by a gentleman named christian longo he is a death row inmate um, or was at the time um, he was convicted of basically murdering his family in 2002 like strangling them and chopping them up and throwing them into oh. a river um, I feel
1: like I've heard that
0: name maybe maybe on my favorite murder I'm not sure mm-hmm. and he basically wrote this like op-ed piece saying um that he wants to donate his his organs when he dies and he wants to be able to um, and so there was you know an article kind of talking more about that um and Kind of arguments for and arguments against um so like the obvious argument for is that they we need them we need the yeah. organs uh keep people from dying
1: <laughs> yeah
0: um but the biggest argument against is the difficulty in retrieving the organs from the executed um person so apparently i guess they have to make they have to wait 10 to 15 minutes after the person oh. like is dead, um, after that- the injection and okay. versus five minutes in hospital settings okay. when they're taken off the ventilator. Um But I was really confused because then I read somewhere that they have to stay on the ventilator and then they like keep them on as long as possible and then take their organs after that for like a usual donation versus like someone said in one of the articles that like, you can't take their organs after they've gotten a lethal injection, like there you can't at all. The
1: toxicity or whatever. Yeah, so I don't know.
0: I would imagine that would
1: mess it up.
0: Yeah, my understanding is there has to be, you basically have to be on life support um, like when the decision is made. That goes my ring. (laughs) No, that's okay. Um, and like, obviously with lethal injection, they don't, they're not on life support
1: and obviously yeah. they're
0: not in a hospital setting, which, you know, I think that's, so
1: you have a- to be on life support ideally in order to donate your organs.
0: Yeah. I think, cause basically once you stop breathing, they talked about hypoxemia or, um, and I think that is what kind of makes I guess the organs start shutting down at that point is my understanding. Well, that
1: makes sense. Yeah.
0: So it sounds like it's just, there's a lot of stuff and a lot of money that would have to be spent in order um, to be able to get healthy organs from these people that are um, incarcerated. And um, those that. Well, I bet you if they made money from it,
1: those for-profit jails would be all about
0: oh my god i know right oh who knows um my, you know my i've
1: early- seen orange is the new black
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> i have to. um so they also said that another argument was that um there's a uh, prison setting is not good because there's a lot of like um, diseases such as hep C mm-hmm. and HIV. Um, but so far, I don't know if that's necessarily like scientifically proven. I mean, it's probably mm-hmm. just kinda, everything I read was just kind of like people saying that. Um, so to me, it, that might be a little bit of stigma right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're considered quote unquote marginal donors, but it's also been, um, argued that many marginal donors have provided usable organs in the past. So it's and in, you know, in prison settings, they also have access to health care. Gr- granted, not the greatest, but it's like it would be, I feel like in, in some ways it would be easier to evaluate them um, versus, you know, a non-confined setting, but I don't know. So basically, you know, it comes down to money and uh access to resources and, you know. I think yeah, treating people in in the prison as kind of second class citizens, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I mean, granted, they're it's not supposed to be you know a sleepaway camp, but <laughs> still. Yeah,
1: but um, can they be on
0: like the need a donor list though? They can be, right? Yes, they actually are. It's totally like the the donor list is basically like. Um kind of they try to make it as fair as possible basically uh whoever's like obviously there's just a regular list but then you know whoever's like kind of based on if you're how sick you are like how much you need it um so they are absolutely able to receive um the uh, organs yeah Yeah. okay and um most states allow them to donate to a family member if needed so um but that's usually like like living a living donor like a kidney or something yeah um
1: on the tv show did he end up giving his kid his uh yeah
0: so they're like so yeah he ends up like how did they even know he was a match i don't know that's a good well maybe because he was his dad so he just assumed but they like of course the the uh, paramedic was like i think it was kind of a stockholm syndrome thing because he like he was the the prisoner guy was holding him hostage and then he was like all right let's go out together and surrender and the prisoner guy was like sure and then like right as he's the uh, the paramedics walking out the guy like shoots himself and mm. he's like we, we gotta keep him alive so we can get his son the heart and then like mm. in the show they just like make a few calls and then get Permission. I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's that easy. It's like I'm on the phone with the state. You know, like sure. <laughs> that one There's no way it would work like that. Um, so in Mississippi, uh, the governor at the time, Haley Barber, um, basically reduced the life sentences of two sisters, Gladys and Jamie Scott, in December of 2010. They were both. Um convicted of armed robbery for a whole eleven dollars and served yes. 16 years. Um, she said they could their sentences could re- be reduced on the um, contingency that uh, Gladys donate one of her kidneys to Jamie. And a lot of people speculated because the dialysis cost them about $190,000 per oh, year. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So to me, that-, that seems kind of crooked. Yeah, that, that falls under like cruel and unusual punishment. And that's like why they can't, like from what I read, you can't um, like force uh, like a prisoner or really anybody to donate their kidneys or donate- their um, organs because it is considered cruel and unusual yeah Um, so I'm not sure how she got away with that at all but you know comes down to money privilege yeah right (laughs) Um, (laughs) so let's see what else oh and another argument um, against uh, you know those who are incarcerated donating their organs is that this idea that they're because they're in prison it's like they're kind of coerced into doing it I guess or they'll feel like more pressure like it's not they're not like free basically so it's like anything you ask them to do could be considered a coercion I don't know I thought that was kind of a weak argument but I mean
1: people still have like free will you know they fill out a little form if they want to yeah can leave this by the door you know if you yeah. want to go for it
0: <laughs> i don't know i'm sure that's not how it works i'm just gonna drop this in your little mailbox there <laughs> and then uh you know another argument was like you know this is supposed to be a punishment we don't want them looking like a hero in the end by like donating oh, their organs but, um you know one potential solution suggested in the articles was you know make the organ donation anonymous so like you don't know yeah yeah
1: I mean honestly I feel like it should be regardless because yeah you, know, you have a freak on your hands yeah like I like, see hey I'm like, just here for Thanksgiving dinner yeah you know, right like <laughs> I've got your grandmama's eyeball you know I figured you know wasn't you
0: be that- her once more <laughs> I feel like wasn't that in that show do you watch the show good girls no oh okay I'm pretty sure that actually happened in one of their episodes because I think their daughter received some sort of like organ that she needed and then the donor like showed up and like wouldn't leave (laughs) yeah I can totally see that (laughs) yeah so like okay (laughs) um yeah and I've seen like videos of like people like showing up to court and being like I have your daughter's heart inside me with like a stethoscope and being like do you want to listen and it's like yeah everyone's very emotional and stuff and and maybe you know maybe that's like therapeutic for them but it's just like it yeah. It just feels a little weird for me.
1: Yeah. I, I think that's know. something you just don't know until you've
0: experienced. It. Yeah. Yeah. Like, true. It's kind of like an open adoption versus a closed adoption, you know, like as long as everyone's on the same page, that's fine. Yeah.
1: I have no idea if I'd want
0: to like meet that person or not. I, I mean, know. I would like to know that it went to somebody for sure.
1: Yeah. You know. But wouldn't you be dead?
0: oh that's true you oh, mean I'm, a I'm talking member? about like <laughs> I'm talking about if I'm like the family member yeah
1: yeah if you're a family member I guess it'd be like the adoption's a good one like if both parties are okay with sharing their their names then
0: sure yeah as long as not, everyone's on the same page yeah yeah so it I mean it sounds like in some places it's they've started like lists of um you know inmates who want to to donate, but it doesn't sound like other than family that there's been any successful, like actual, um, Hmm. you know, actually be able to, you know, provide organs to recipients on the list outside of family. So, um, but according to the polls, it's most people are very for it. It's like 80% of people are totally fine with it like even if they're on death row and they even pulled people that were on the list for um I think it was like a lung transplant list and it was like 12 out of 14 um said yes no I'm sorry 12 out of 16 said yes so Mm
1: -hmm. you know well I can
0: imagine if you're on the list you're you're gonna yeah it probably depends on how shitty you feel (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah lung transplant my god can't oh, imagine but I know yeah so um basically yeah I mean that they weren't wrong in the 911 <laughs> episode I mean it's not like illegal but it's I mean, just it's challenging basically up to the correctional facility which is like I don't know it's kind of shitty that it's up to them I guess mm-hmm. but
1: yeah I mean where's the little cooler with the ice and the heli- yeah
0: and the person <laughs> running <laughs> <laughs> Getting in the chopper, you know. Yeah, someone like got in a wrong. car
1: accident at right the exact right moment, you know, yeah. slid on the ice. Let's get Oh, them. and for
0: those people that are worried that, you know, there won't be as many life saving efforts to save yeah, you. Yeah, I've heard. It's actually that. the exact opposite. They have to do more tests to make sure you're actually dead in order to take out your organs. So rest assured. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because yeah. they're being, you know, it's, they're they so don't want to revived. make any mistakes. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of, that's kind of it in a nutshell. Um, Interesting. You know, we still got some ways to go on that. One. <laughs> oh, and another fun fact is Gotta that other, strides. Yes, other countries, like we're an opt, an opt in country. So you have to say, yes, I want to be an organ donor or, or otherwise it's assumed you won't be. Whereas other countries have an opt out where you have to say, no, I don't want to be, otherwise they'll go ahead and take them (laughs) interesting so yeah spain actually has the highest rate of um organ donation and recipients so yeah go spain so hey there's a you know a bit of a happier ending (laughs) happy (laughs) note
1: mine has nothing to do with organs well dead people this time which is uh (laughs) one day
0: one day i'll get there
1: (laughs) new new turn for me turning a corner
0: i'm turning into you i think
1: uh maybe um mine i was just like i don't know what i'm gonna say or what i want to do so i just like actually googled like you know weird news and every time i've done that that, it really generally takes you down a very (laughs) less than fruitful rabbit hole of weird articles so I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised that like the first thing I saw, I was like, oh, this will work.
0: Yes, first time.
1: Um, and I found the article on allthatsinteresting.com. So, and, and this, is, this is personal for me because uh, some of you may or may not know that I used to work at Blockbuster. Um, <laughs> RIP. Uh, <R. laughs> so um, I, So I was like, Oh, this is, this is interesting. So the story, the headline was that a woman faced felony charges for forgetting to return Sabrina, the teenage witch,
0: VHS, 20 years later. (gasps) Felony charges. (laughs) Yes. Hey, there's some overlap. So she's not going to be able to give her.
1: (laughs) 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 So there have definitely, I've heard like that urban legend, like, oh, if you don't return your library book, if you don't return that blockbuster um, movie, then, you know, your credit score will go down or they'll find you or they'll put you on some list somewhere. So I've definitely heard that, but I always thought it was kind of like, you know, like anecdotal and then it just like, wasn't real. But this woman, Karen, spelled with a C, McBride, and she's 52, she went to the DMV to update her information because she moved to Texas from Oklahoma and got married. So she was trying to just change her driver's license and you, know, you have to make an appointment. And when she was making the appointment, they told her she had, quote, an issue in Oklahoma, end quote. So oh, the DMV gave her a number to call and that connected her to the Cleveland County District Attorney's Office and on that phone call um they said they told mcbride that she was a wanted felon (gasps) and that her charge was felony embezzlement
0: oh my god (laughs) it's gonna like that reaction so in
1: 1999 someone rented a copy of sabrina the teenage witch i didn't even know that like that was a movie i you know it definitely was a show i mean maybe there was like
0: some sort of special episode that was a movie or wasn't there like an animated version
1: i don't remember that but
0: maybe not i don't know yeah it was definitely
1: on tgi fridays you know along with clueless and boy meets world (laughs) i absolutely watched it oh yeah um the cat was like my favorite character
0: oh i hated the cat
1: of course <laughs> it was just so like sarcastic and cynical it was just really funny yeah that's true incredibly fake though that animatronic was t- yeah but um or puppet or whatever they used so someone in 1999 rented a copy of Sabrina the Teenage which on VHS remember on VHS which makes yeah. it so much funnier in my opinion Um, <laughs> McBride's name so in her name oh and, it wasn't even her and um It was from an Oklahoma video store. So it's like what we would call like a mom and pop store called Movie Place. So it wasn't Blockbuster. Okay. So someone rented this from Movie Place. And then when no one returned the VHS, charges were filed. So Movie Place ended up closing in 2008. It's interesting that that still like stays on your record, even though like you can't even pay anyone back. They're they're not even there. Right. (laughs) That should automatically um,
0: kind of dismiss it.
1: There's an episode in um, A Big Bang Theory that's, that's almost exactly that. Like where Sheldon um, tries to get his roommate to to, you know, <laughs> to track down the people who owned this old place that's no longer there to return some sort of DVD that they had rented years and years. And he like makes him jump through all these hoops. And at the end, he's like, oh, it's okay. I already paid it like 10 years ago. And so, (laughs) anecdote. So, for some frame of reference, just in case, Blockbuster uh, was once the largest video rental chain in the U.S., and it closed most of its locations in 2014 after declaring bankruptcy in 2010. So, 2008 for this movie place to close seems, um, you know, very much falling in line with uh, rentals going out the door and streaming going in the door Uh, so the court documents stated that mcbride was charged in march of 2000 and you know she's finding this out 20 years later uh so this is very recent i believe the story was in it came out like in like this spring the article was like in 2021 i think it was like may uh march of 2000 for felony embezzlement of rented property that was her charge and it said quote mcbride did willfully unlawfully and feloniously embezzle a certain video cassette tape sabrina the teenage witch of the value of 5859. 59 end quote i'm like fifty-eight fifty-nine. 59 my That's god bullshit. i mean like what vhs tape costed that much i mean maybe there's late fees but i mean that's that's yeah for one one you could get
0: like a a, you know a movie and a snack and a soda for like under 20 bucks back then
1: Mm -hmm. it was like i believe when i worked there it was like five dollars essentially give or take to rent one dvd
0: yeah
1: and then you could have it for an entire week you know (laughs) So McBride was, to say the least, pretty surprised. She was stunned. And she said that she didn't even remember renting the VHS and that she didn't even like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. She claimed, quote, I have never watched that show in my entire life. Just not my (laughs) cup of tea,
0: end quote. Yeah, I think she's a little out of, like, the age range. Yeah, a little bit.
1: So she she swore that she was not trying to deceive anyone over the VHS tape. And she said that over 20 years ago, she just so happened to live with a younger man. And that guy had two young daughters. And she thought that maybe he went and rented the VHS and just never took it back. That's what she is, you know, kind of surmised surmised what probably happened.
0: Fun phone call. Do you remember
1: (laughs) 20 years ago? That
0: VHS tape.
1: Yeah. So she said that the more she thought about it, she realized that she had actually been fired from a handful of jobs between 2000 and 2021. And her former employers had never given her a reason as to why she was fired from these several jobs. And she now thinks that it's because she would get criminal background checks and it would just say like fel- felony embezzlement on it. And that's and then they would fire her. So she said oh, that wow. that could have been why. But you know what? That's, that's all coming from her,
0: so we, we don't know if that's true. <laughs> yeah, because usually you just wouldn't get hired, but unless something, I, I didn't think they did continuous background checks. I
1: know. I figured that was like straight in the gate, but I guess yeah. not, maybe there's a delay. So thankfully, the Cleveland County District Attorney's Office announced that they would dismiss the case <laughs> against her, but she was she would still have to complete something called legal intervention to have the felony charges cleared from her record. I just don't get why it
0: was a felony
1: I mean yeah I mean I don't I mean I don't actually know like what constitutes you know because you know how there's like degrees and things like that like something they're higher I don't know I don't really know what constitutes a felony or not but um, yeah I guess this one counted so, so I
0: just looked it up real quick. A crime typically, one involving violence, regarded as more serious than a misdemeanor and usually punishable, punishable by imprisonment for more than one year or by death. Because you can have a felony
1: matter. misdemeanor, right? That's what this probably would have been.
0: I guess. This is more serious than a misdemeanor.
1: Okay. So weirdly, this is not the first time that this has ever happened. So in 2016, a man in North Carolina was arrested for failing to return a VHS cassette that he had rented in 2002. First of all, I'm really surprised that there were still VHSs in 2002. (laughs) Um, And secondly, guess what the VHS was? Oh, God. Was it like porn? No, but close. Um, It was Freddy Got Fingered Oh my which I believe God. How was the Tom, Green, <laughs> the Tom Green movie. I'm yeah. pretty sure yeah. I could be wrong. So he was pulled over for a busted taillight. And then the cop came up to him and told him like, I don't know how to tell you this. You have a warrant <laughs> out for your arrest for Freddie got fingered. That's Apparently, so says, crazy. Somewhere in their little computer. <laughs>
0: because I'm like, there's no way that I don't have some library book or something that I forgot to return. Yeah.
1: So you have to make sure, I guess, be wary if you had something that you never returned. So I thought like, does this apply to library books too? Because that's like the county or the state, you know, like that's way more than some mom and pop shop, you know, the library never closes, you know, so And I found out that it can happen as well with library books too. In 2019, a mother of five children from Michigan faced up to 93 days in jail over library books returned to the Charlotte Community Library after their due date. She went to the library and was told that she had two overdue books and she went home, found the books and returned them. She expected to, you know, get something in the mail or some sort of notice or about like the fine for the overdue books, but nothing ever came. And she just forgot about it. Then she applied for a new position within the job that she already had, that company, and they had to run a second background check on her, which is surprising that she got the job. Oh, I guess because she had just um, had them overdue. And then she got a call from her boss to inform her that she also had a warrant out for her arrest. And it was for failure failure to return rental property less than $200.
0: But she returned so, them.
1: I know, but I guess the money is the thing that she didn't return or pay for. So she returned the books, but never paid the fee, I guess, is what they were trying to say. That's so it's
0: when people actually like take the steps to actually file charges. It's like they're that petty, I guess.
1: I I'm I'm really surprised at movie place, you know, like
0: <laughs> and, yeah, that mom and pa they were they were mad,
1: um, but yeah, I I can I can actually I can see it at a library, you know, because it because it's like the county, you know, so I can see that happening. Yeah. But so because the criminal charges were filed against her, Sanders was denied her promotion. She didn't get her promotion, and she was put on suspension pending a resolution to her case.
0: Oh,
1: so the County prosecuting attorney's office cited that the quote books had been delivered on a rental or lease basis under a written agreement, and uh, Jones willfully neglected to return the property. End quote. Jeez. So she had to appear before the magistrate at her local courthouse and go to a hearing where she was released on her, on a personal recognizance bond. <laughs> I'm been like this i think joke. i can drive myself home <laughs> you know yeah i would have been like this is god you've got to be kidding me
0: yeah
1: and um a release from jail without being required to post bail with a promise to remain in the state and appear for her
0: next <laughs> we don't want day. you running to mexico now
1: <laughs> don't want to get dog the bounty hunter out on you <laughs> so she also tried she just tried to go to the library and like just pay it she's like i'll pay it just let me pay it but right. they wouldn't take they wouldn't take her money well, so they to told point. her, I know, she t- they told her that she had to go to an economic crime unit. I've never heard of that before. I've never
0: heard of that either.
1: And she had to pay the fine there, which was a 20 minute drive away from the library.
0: So her total <laughs>
1: library fine was $72 and 30 cents. So when she went to the crime unit, they told her that she also owed them an additional $215 for something called a diversion fee whatever that is (laughs) (laughs) so sanders said on fees right sanders said quote the employee then insisted it would be unethical for them to take her payment without her attorney present and suggested that she wait until her court hearing to make a payment
0: end quote she said just take the fucking money
1: (laughs) and she was she said quote I was like, are you kidding me right now? End quote, said Sanders, um, who then called attorneys in her area and then yeah. she found one that agreed to take her case pro bono, which I'm surprised, funny. but it is nice. Um, and in an official statement posted on Facebook, the Charlotte Community Library apologized for quote, any negative consequences that may have resulted recently due to our overdue book policy and collection action. (laughs) They added our library board will review all our policies in the near future and we will help anyone who may have been affected, end quote. So to say the least, uh, Sanders said that she was totally willing to pay all the fines that she owed to the library
0: um, and, you know, the problem I've is it doesn't seem it. like they were made aware. Like, yeah. Like they didn't get any notice. Like, hey, by I the know. way, I thought it would just go to collections, if anything. You know?
1: That's what I thought. I thought it would go to collections and it's not like a criminal charge. It yeah. just like shows up on your credit and then like the fees just keep accruing kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, so everyone out there, just double check. Make sure you ain't got any uh, yeah. any old library books in the in the um, in, you know in the closet, you know. Because like <laughs> I remember one time our library was like closing down for repairs, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I have to return this book." And it, like <laughs> it was within the, the you know the time frame that you could still turn it in, and I was like, mm. "What do I do? It's closed."
0: And I just <laughs> just had to leave it outside. <laughs> I,
1: I had to leave it there. I did. And I, there were like a ton of other books left there. And I think there was even a sign saying not to, but I was like, but there was what the no, what like, are you supposed to do? I don't remember seeing anything. Like if you but, have a book, take it here instead. Yeah. Cause those
0: renovations lasted a really long time. Oh, they were like years. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. You know, the library I'm talking yeah. about. This was a long time ago. So um, hopefully that book was filed.
0: I hope so. For <laughs> I,
1: I returned it. I promise um but yeah like or in situations like when the when like the movie palace or whatever closes like who do you pay yeah if they're not willing to dismiss those charges
0: you know I just can't believe that it, they're allowed to take it that far you know I I wonder if like with these stories coming out if there were any changes to I guess it depends well, on the library
1: the... said that they would help. yeah affected, so hopefully they did
0: yeah. yeah, wow. And it was
1: like where the sidewalk ends was like the book. <laughs> oh, <like laughs> and then there was book. another one. I can't remember what the other one was, but um, yeah. But that
0: was my story. So,
1: was you know, beware. I Renter. wonder if that ever
0: happened. You know, back when Netflix would send out movies in the mail and stuff. I wonder if that ever happened with them. That. That's true.
1: Yeah, that's true. Thank goodness. I wonder. You know, I remember one time like it literally disappeared in my house. I was like, I have no idea where this DVD went. And wow. I called them and they they waved it. And they said, don't worry about it, ma'am. You're a loyal customer. Oh. And I was like, oh, thank you. I'd be like, can I get done writing though? <laughs> I told them, I was like, you know, I'll pay it. It's fine. But they were like, it's okay. Because it was a loyal
0: customer. You
1: and then never now. <laughs> I can't, I have probably anywhere between five and 10 DVDs from Blockbuster. You know, it's got that blue and white on the outside, because they were overdue, and you just had to pay for them. <laughs> I had at least five or ten, just because I was too lazy to like take them in. And this was before and after I worked there. Oh my not, God. not during though, because they would like they scared you so badly because they were like, "This this counts as theft if you work here and don't return it." So I was like, "Oh, on it. So like up on
0: it. Ups the stakes."
1: Yeah, I always returned it well in advance when I worked there because I was so afraid of losing my job. I was like, I'm, here you go.
0: <laughs> Here's my TV key. Don't arrest me. Yeah. Good times. I enjoyed wow. working there. Well, I, I hope that, you know, those individuals are able to get jobs and live their oh, life. Yeah,
1: I, know. I know. I hope they're able to move on and get new driver's licenses. and Yeah. Them. My
0: God, that's sucks. <laughs> And I hope but, that these places change their policy. Maybe, yeah. But that's it. That's it for us. Thank you.
1: Uh, I think you'll probably have to wait. Uh, all you listeners probably wait a good three weeks to hear us again because.
0: Oh, it's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving oh my is our goodness. next that date. Came up and, really uh, fast.
1: And I don't think uh, anyone's going to be listening on Thanksgiving. So. <laughs> <laughs> so and and I'll be busy. Uh so uh we will see you guys or you'll hear from us or whatever you want to call it in three weeks. <laughs> I don't know what to say.
0: <laughs> Check us out on Instagram and Facebook.
1: Yeah, on this is the part I don't get and email us at thepartidontget@gmail.com I don't get at gmail.com.
0: For any topics you'd like us to cover. All right. All Bye. right. Ha ta for now.